In this episode, you'll discover how Scott has gone from being a professional Hong Kong cricket player to now helping grassroots sports all over the world through AI, the three steps to becoming the top 1% in your industry, and the one piece of advice that if you're an entrepreneurial lad in your 20s, you can use now to help you create your freedom lifestyle. Come on, come on, let's have it! Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast with your hosts... Callum Webber and Jacob Ingham Work ethic, it's no luck or fortune that whether it's football and you look at your Cristiano Ronaldo's or your Lionel Messi's of the world, whether it's cricket and you look at guys like Ben Stokes, England captain, these guys are the hardest workers. Virat Kohli, Indian captain, those guys that seem to make it to that top 1%, they're the guys that have unparalleled work ethic here we are then so we're back with the freedom lifestyle podcast my partner in crime jacob's not here today however i am honored to have a special guest on today i met him also at a business event that i went to in december in 2022 um called emc and his name is scott and it's actually a bit of a mad one like when you see him obviously i'll be connecting his instagram and stuff you wouldn't go onto his social media and be like this guy plays uh, international cricket for, for Hong Kong. So I can't wait to find out more about that. But not ultimately, not only is Scott a professional cricket player for Hong Kong, but he's also on a mission. He is making a huge impact for grassroots sports. So I can't wait for this podcast, Scott. I'm very grateful for you hopping on. So let me pass it straight over to you, Scott, and flip back to maybe when you know when you started cricket and then obviously fast forward to to where you are now, Scott. Brilliant, mate. I'm so happy to be here, mate. Thanks for wasting an hour of your time to catch up with me today. But Cal, I, I, I grew up loving sport. Sport was my absolute world from day dot. And, you know, everyone kind of falls into a different sphere. I just so happened to fall into cricket as sort of an 11 or 12 year old. But, you know, at the same time, I, I had these entrepreneurial roots always in, in my grounding. I think back to when I was 10 years old and I'd, I'd print off Disney characters and I'd trace them onto a new sheet and I'd put the name at the bottom, Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse. And I'd go out and I'd sell them for a fiver in my local community. Got a one pound frame from the one pound shop slapped in the uh, the trace that me mum and dad had paid for the ink and sold them sold them at five quid on a one pound spend and, and I've always been wired that way um so as much as as a teenager cricket was my passion I came out of my first my first professional contract at 17 and I'm still somehow playing professional cricket to this day at 31 but cricket it's it's been a game changer for me in terms of what I've learned about the world the way that I've been able to travel the people that I've been able to meet and the things that I've been able to develop and, and generate off the back of that. So cricket played a massive role for me, as it does for so many young kids, particularly young lads and young girls, especially in the UK. The social and, and health and societal benefits of sport, as we all know, is 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 ridiculous and the list is endless. So, yeah, cricket's my background. I love the game to this day, but what are we doing now? We're, we're on a mission to help as many people in community sport as we can. I love that. Absolutely love that. And obviously, in terms of like you mentioned with cricket, you've you've travelled all over, and um, you've spent quite a lot of time out in India. Can and I, I I can remember living in Goa. I lived in Goa for a month, and they are cricket crazy uh, out in in India. So uh, let, let me ask you, Scott. Like, what's it like playing cricket over in India? Cricket in India is a religion. It's not a game. It's not a sport. It's a religion. The the way in which it brings people together of all races and all backgrounds, you know, regardless of 
of contrasts and, and diversity. The way that people come together in India through cricket is like nothing I've ever seen. Um, and, you know, there's, look, I, I think we all want to be in and around stuff in life, which drives passion and, and energy and, and positivity. And that's, that's the role of cricket to the people of India. And they follow the game all around the world. You know, we've been lucky to play games in, in Dubai and some really great places. And when we play against India in Dubai, which we've done at a couple of Asia Cups as Hong Kong, um, stadium's full. It's 25,000 people. And I look around, I can probably see one Hong Kong flag and, uh, and a, a sea of blue shirts. But it's uh, it's incredible the way that people take to cricket in that part of the world. It really is. I love that. And how long have you actually been playing professional uh, cricket for now, Scott? I found a game at 12. Uh, I probably started realising a, a, a game in the professional space when I was about 17. Uh, Kent here in the UK was my county, but I was a wicketkeeper. There's some pretty good wicketkeepers here in Kent, so I had to move around. It's a hard, hard space cricket in the UK. There's 18 professional squads Maybe got 20 guys contracted at each county. So, you know, simple division, 400 professional contracts in the UK, probably two and a half thousand people that are good enough technically to be there. So it's uh, it's a difficult space, professional sport and professional cricket here in the UK. But I was lucky enough to be under one of those professional contracts from sort of 18 through 22. But that's when I made a fairly big life choice to move my world to uh, to Hong Kong, where we spent seven years working within cricket, working within some of the biggest cricket clubs in the world, the Hong Kong Cricket Club and the Kowloon Cricket Club in Hong Kong. And I was coaching. My passion was coaching. Well, my passion was sport, waking up and working in sport every day, which I still get to do via the vehicle of, of play, the, the tech that we're building now. But um, worked in Hong Kong for seven years in cricket, worked in Singapore for three years at Singapore Cricket Club, 5,000 members, massive club, Marina Bay Sands in the background. It's, wow. it's an incredible space. So, yeah, cricket's been my life. I've, I've been working within cricket as a professional uh, for about 15 years now, but we're just on a tangent where things are starting to shift focus to uh, to the new project. It seems like you've uh, you've done so much traveling, had so much life experience from, from your passion and, and obviously skills from cricket. But you said that in cricket, it's, it's quite a difficult, um, difficult uh, sport to become professional at in terms of the skill level. Like, what have you noticed over your like 15 years of experience of being like the three most common traits that you see in professional athletes in cricket? It's a great question. I, I think they're traits that carry over anything we do in life, you know, not just cricket. Um, you know, I think work ethic, priority number one, it, it's no uh, luck or fortune that whether it's football and you look at your Cristiano Ronaldo's or your Leo, your Leo Messi's of the world, whether it's cricket and you look at guys like Ben Stokes, England captain, these guys are the hardest workers. Virat Kohli, Indian captain, those guys that seem to make it to that top 1%, they're the guys that have unparalleled work ethic. They do the things that nobody else does. It's as simple as that. And that serves you well in anything that you do in life, right? It's also a passion thing for me. I'm a big believer. And when I'm speaking to young guys and talking on podcasts, I don't think anybody should be doing anything they're not fundamentally passionate about. Yeah, I agree. We all need jobs and roles that sustain our lifestyle for a short period of time, but the medium long term should always be positioned and manifested in a way where you're moving towards waking up and doing something that you're passionate about every single day, whether that's working with people, whether that's working in sport. And, you know, if, if stacking shelves brings joy to your life, then do it and do it well. But, you know, I think work ethic, passion, and then fundamentally just being a good person, you know, not giving to receive, providing help and support at every opportunity and not with the expectation it's always going to come back. But I do 
look, I, I'm not sure I believe in luck and good fortune, but I, I definitely believe in, uh, you know, you putting positivity out into the world and positivity coming back your way. You know, we had a beer at an event last week and now we're sitting here talking about the ways in which we're going to change the world. So, you know, they're probably the three things for me, work ethic, passion, and just fundamentally being a good person and giving back and helping at every step of the way. I, I absolutely love that. All three of them points, like if you're listening to this right here, right now, like they are three huge, huge aspirations to aim for on a daily basis. And if, if you just focus on on delivering that on a daily basis, like you're, you're going to be able to impact so many lives, but you're also going to be able to impact your life at the same time. So that was really, really powerful. And I also loved what you mentioned as well about when you live in in alignment with like your passion and you can wake up every day excited. It's like I made a, a TikTok video the other day about how it always, you know, on Christmas Day, obviously people, some people get so excited about Christmas Day, like rewind back to when we were, when we were a kid and, you know, you'd wake up at like four or five in the morning because you were so excited to wake up on that Christmas, on Christmas Day because you were so excited. But imagine if you can wake up like that every single day because you're just so excited about being on your mission. You're so excited about going out there and impacting the world, obviously, like what me and you are on a mission to do. So, well, let's fast forward then to obviously what you're doing now with with your mission, with helping people, uh, well, helping the world with, with the grassroots sports. Like, tell me more about that, Scott, and obviously give some more context for, for our listeners. Yeah, I'd love to. It's something that I could talk about all day, again, because I love what we're doing and the way that we're doing it and the impact that we're having. But when I think of community sport, community sport changed my life. You know, it's not professional cricket that changed my life. I, I wouldn't have got anywhere near that environment without the stepping stones of, you know, turning up on a Sunday morning and playing grassroots football and turning up on a Saturday afternoon and playing community cricket. You know, that's that's where my love and my passion for sport grew. It's at the community level. It was at the grassroots level. I fell in love with sport very, very young. But when I think about sport as an industry, it's a sport which is fundamentally run and driven and supported by volunteers. You know, it's mum and dad coaching from the car park and washing the kits and cutting the oranges for the halftime snacks. You know, these guys have got families and full-time jobs and running their community sports club is often their third priority at best. And what that means is two things. Firstly, people are massively time poor, more time poor than ever. And secondly, the sports club is often not run as well as it could or needs to be run to be able to be a sustainable program long into the future to touch and impact on as many young lives as possible. So we're now bringing play P-L-A-I, the AI is the artificial intelligence, play is why we're involved in sport. And it's a mobile app, it's a tech solution, which is trying to unburden people by saving them time and allowing their teams to maximize the revenue that's coming through their program so that they can grow. So we're sports team administration made simpler by the mobile app, I suppose, mate. I love that. I love that. And in terms of this this mission and this business, like like how, how long has it been running for and, and how many like... Um... How many teams are you actually currently supporting at the moment? Yeah, it's uh, it's a big project, mate. And uh, yeah, it doesn't come without its busy days, that's for sure. Play, the, the app that we've uh, brought to fruition is now live across 175 countries, supporting wow. over 120 different sports. Wow. Now, there's there's 3.4 billion people in the world who are associated with team sport. 151,000 sports clubs in the UK alone. Just imagine if we can help 2% of that market. Massive, massive opportunity to help millions and millions of people. We were founded in June of 2020. Uh, we've just secured a valuation of £1.7 million two years later, and we've barely scratched the surface of, of what we think we can achieve as an organisation. Fundamentally, what are we looking to do? 
We spoke about the way in which we're going to unburden people and make clubs more sustainable at the community level. Bottom line, we're going to build the biggest force that we can to ensure that we can give back in a huge way. I'll talk to you offline at some stage about the Playground Foundation that's coming online, but we want to go out into low-income or ethnic minority communities and build playgrounds, football pitches and cricket pitches, because as you all know too well, the impact of sport on young lives, the way it keeps them off a track towards some fundamentally really negative things and places in life, and the way it keeps them on a positive track towards you know, a healthy social way of being is, is so, so powerful. So we're going to be using our tech for, for the greater good, that's for sure. Powerful, powerful stuff. And obviously, you, you know, you've been really successful in cricket. You're playing nationally still. Like what sort of triggered you to go down this route of going down the coaching route and going down on this route of making a huge impact in, in hundreds of countries that you're, that you're currently doing so far, Scott? Cal, I suppose I, I realised pretty pretty early in life that I was wired a little bit differently to a lot of my peers that I was playing with. For a lot of guys that I was playing with, particularly as a youngster, their passion and their fundamental goal in life was to be a professional cricketer. And, you know, that was motivated by a number of things, different things for different people. You know, some guys wanted uh, a status and a profile and it was kind of justification and validation of all the work that they'd done. Some guys just wanted to make a load of cash by playing in the big franchise competitions around the world. But that was that was that was never me. And playing was all I could do between 12 and 17 years old. You know, you can't really coach as a 13 year old. You don't know enough about the game. But I started coaching when I was 15, 16 and my passion, I realized very young, was I want to wake up and work in cricket every day. I want to wake up and work in sport every day, completely transparently, whether that was playing, coaching, working as an analyst, a physio. I didn't really care. I just wanted to wake up and work in the environment that is sport. It's such a positive environment to work. And I wanted that to be my every day. For a while, I could only do that through playing. And then I could do that through coaching. And now I'm able to do that through the project that we're running here at Play by delivering the tech that you know, helps sports, community sports clubs be the best that they can be. Um, so, you know, for 15 years now, I've been waking up and doing what I love and, and I feel very grateful for that. I love that. I love that. And obviously you're really tackling the grassroots uh, industry uh, around the world. Are you also tackling, um, like, are you also, you know, aiming to get into schools themselves as well? Anyone that needs help fundamentally. And look, the guys that don't need help are your Manchester United's of the world. You know, they've got enough revenue to build their own tech and run their own programs and do a really good job of it. They're fully sustainable commercial models. That's not Billericay Cricket Club down the road. You know, they need help. They need support. They need us. So we're going out and helping community sports teams. We're helping schools. We're helping colleges and universities and kind of grassroots organizations to be the best that they can be. Now, will we have a product that at some stage can service the semi-professional and the professional game? Yeah, maybe. Is it fundamentally what we're passionate about right now? Absolutely not. That's it. That's it. And ultimately, like you mentioned before, it's not. It's not all about the profit. It's the the main intention. It, it's purpose. It's the exact same reason why me and Jacobs created this Freedom Lifestyle uh, podcast and why we've got our Freedom Lifestyle community is because we're on a mission and our purpose is to help the younger generation learn how to sell, learn how to create amazing energy, and learn how to create your freedom lifestyle, whatever that looks like to you. So. Yeah. In terms of obviously, I met you at um, uh, you know a business conference. Like, has has investing in yourself and investing in your team has that been something that you've been doing for many years, or is this something quite new to you, Scott? I've I've always been on a pursuit of growth. Um, you know, I'd like to think, and travel has definitely helped with this. And Huge. we spoke offline about my background. I didn't come from money, Cal. 
um, you know, for those that did and, and did something really positive, win it. With it, I have so much respect. I really, really do. It just wasn't me. It wasn't my circumstance. I had a stable enough upbringing, and we were, you know, we were okay, but we we weren't we we weren't rich by any by any sense of the world, the word. And and travel as a you know travel is expensive. Moving around the world and seeing great places and meeting great people. There's a cost to that. Sport and cricket was the vehicle that allowed me to do that. And I think I, I almost felt a responsibility being exposed to that world that so many of my mates back here in the UK weren't exposed to. Uh, I felt a responsibility always to use that experience and that learning and that knowledge for good. You never want to be the smartest bloke in the room, right? Ever. And that's what I found great about last week's conference. There were so many guys that just knew suits so much more than me. I might have had them covered when we're speaking about cricket and, and sport, but when it comes to the mechanics of growing a business that can serve millions, God, there are a lot of guys there that, that knew a heck of a lot more than me. And I thrive in that environment. I think we all should, as people, whether it's sport or, or business or, or school and GCSEs, we learn and we grow when we're challenged and when we're in a position where we're uncomfortable. As humans, we adapt and we find a way through. But you've got to put yourself in those positions where you're uncomfortable. That's where all the magic happens, right? Powerful, powerful. And obviously, a lot of a lot of the listeners uh, on the Freedom Lifestyle podcast are in their 20s. So if you were to rewind back to like your early 20s, uh, with all the knowledge that you know now, all your experience, like, what would you what would have you done differently now with knowing what you know now? That's a cracking question. I, I would have asked more questions. It's as simple as that. When you're young, and you're trying to find yourself and work out your identity, you know, sometimes you shy away from asking questions that you think are going to be silly or naive. But what I've come to understand is that people love sharing knowledge. People love sharing experience. It builds relationships. It brings people together. What would I have done differently? Not a huge amount, but I definitely would have asked more questions. I love that. I love that. And that's that's really powerful as well. And also in regard to actually, you know, what you mentioned then about people love sharing their knowledge. The thing is as well, something that I've learned is when you're actually when you're actually sharing your knowledge and you know you're not only are you impacting people, but it actually benefits yourself as well because when you share what you've learned, you're actually teaching yourself subconsciously as well and you're re- reinforcing what you're learning. So yeah. it's 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 a it's a win-win on, on both elements. So if you're listening to this and you're in, you're ever in a situation where like you're you're really struggling for help or you're starting a business now and you you just feel like you're all on your own, you're not on all on your own. Like we've got social media here. Like so many people are out there willing to willing to actually help you out. Like I've in terms of this podcast like I've not, I've, I've not really had one person say no to me when I've asked them to come on the podcast. And it's because like, I had like yesterday, I interviewed Spencer Lodge, who's so, so successful. And I asked him a question yesterday on the podcast. I went like, how many people at the whole event asked you to come on the podcast? And he said, uh, there was only two. So I was, I was one out of the two people that asked. So that just showed because I had the balls to just go and ask him, you know, I, 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 I ended up getting him on the podcast. So you know, not only is it about asking people, asking for like what you want in life to to get to the next level, but like you mentioned, asking questions is such a powerful way to to you know f- like fast forward years of of hard work from just trying to do it on your own. Because I know it can be a bit of an ego thing sometimes of people wanting to do it on their own, but ultimately you may as well just see who's done what you want to achieve, find out what they did well, and and you know replicate it but make it your own and then also find out what they went did wrong 
So that stops you from then going wrong. So Absolutely. that that was that was some uh, really, really, really good advice. It's about saying yes to stuff as well, isn't it, Cal? I mean, you know, yeah. you mentioned there about you taking the first step and asking the question, but on the receiving end, you've got to be that person that says yes to stuff to fundamentally move forwards in life, regardless of whether you know what it's about or if it's going to add any value or if it's going to be a waste of time. Who cares? Just say yes and do it. You'll learn stuff along the way. And any time you're learning and growing, that's such a good use of time. Be it be a green light and not a red light. Yes, and definitely not an orange. They're the worst. Ah, uh, the ones Head in the middle. The on, sit, sit on the fence. I need to think about it sort of thing. Just like ultimately, like something I've noticed from studying multimillionaires, billionaires, is they make decisions quick. They move quickly. Yeah. Like So quite a lot of people take quite a lot of time to think about a decision. Just make the decision. Go off your gut feeling. And if it's the right decision, amazing. If it wasn't the right decision, oh, well, you're going to learn from it. But at least you made that decision quickly and yeah. you get in the habit then of making really, really quick decisions. But I've absolutely, some yeah. of the knowledge on this, on this podcast, uh, Scott, has been incredible. Like you are on an absolute mission. And where can people actually find you, uh, find you, Scott? We are everywhere. If you want to find me personally, hit me up on the socials. I love engaging with people, particularly people who are wanting to learn and wanting to be exposed to an environment that, you know, can be uncomfortable at times. Hit me up on Instagram at McKechnie Scott. You'll have to look up my search name. My, I'll, my put in, name. I'll put in a description for you as well. That's Twitter at McKechnie Scott, Instagram at McKechnie Scott. Um, and look, visit the PlaySport website, PlaySport, P-L-A-I, oh, P-L-A-I sport.com. We've got a free club health check there. So if you're involved in a community sports club, Get onto that health check. Just get a feeler as to where your club is right now. How effectively is it running? Could it run better? Are there certain things that could be managed differently? We'll get you on a call with one of our team to talk about how we can improve that score at your club and fundamentally set you up for a, a really secure, sustainable future in sport. I love that. I absolutely love that. You're on an absolute mission. I'll put all of that in the description, but I've got one final question for you, Scott. And obviously the podcast is called Freedom Lifestyle. So let me ask you a question. Like what does freedom lifestyle mean to you? Wow. What a question. For me, free, freedom, it's, it's something that I think we're all striving for in a, in a modern day world. We're all looking for freedom of choice, freedom of life, freedom of lifestyle, freedom of everything. I do think to an extent that's earned, it's not guaranteed. And obviously, you know, some people have more resources than others to get to that point of freedom, whatever that looks like for you. Freedom is a very different thing to different people. For some, freedom comes from having enough money to take their wife out to dinner tonight and not be not, not needing to think twice about it. For some, and in my case, freedom is is balance. Freedom is happiness. Freedom is being in a position where you can make whatever choice you want to make in life and commit to it wholeheartedly and, and fully in turn. And that's, that's for me, what I would define freedom to be is, is finding that happy place in life and that balance where you can make whatever decision you feel you want to make. Yes, finance is attached to that in some way, shape or form. And I think anybody in the world who wants to go out and make millions and millions of pounds I support you to the absolute moon. Please just do something good with that money. Yeah. Elon, you know, I speak about Elon all the time. Is he flawed? 100%, aren't we all? But this is a guy that was an early stage investor in PayPal. He made a bit of money and now he's putting humans on Mars. You know, I, I believe that there might be a day where Earth's in a bit of trouble and we're going to have people on Mars. It's okay. We have, a, we have a plan B. We have a contingency, a multi species. I believe in the concept. But 
what is Elon about? He's a guy who made a bit of money and did really, really, really good stuff with it. He changed the world. He changed the industry for the better. I have a lot of respect for those types of people. So look, find your freedom in life, whether that's happiness, balance, whether you've got to work really hard to build something successful. You know, the sky is the limit. Those traits we spoke about before, Cal, work ethic and passion. We all have these. It's how we apply them, right? Huge, huge. I've absolutely loved this podcast. I'm sure you all have listening to this and I'm very grateful for you hopping on today, Scott. I'm confident that we're going to have some many collaborations in the future and I'm very excited. But guys, have a fucking class day. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Lifestyle podcast. Myself and Jacob run a free community on WhatsApp with over 200 entrepreneurial lads in their 20s escaping the rat race without doing it alone, feeling overwhelmed and burning out. I don't know whether you want to scroll down now, click the Freedom Lifestyle community link, take a short quiz in under two minutes to join for free. I can't wait to see you in there.